0: is there a white genocide happening in South Africa? The Afrikaans, speaking, is being targeted in a wave of barbaric and horrifying murders. We have yeah, farm murders that's, that's really taking the whole country by the wall, storm. It's, it's people something need it. Their farms that they want our guns, they want our money, and they want our land. There is no white genocide in South Africa. It's the 22nd of January 2024 and there is absolutely no evidence to date of this recording, no evidence of a genocide or an orchestrated attempt to commit a genocide against white South Africans by black South Africans or anybody. Not whether they're white and English speaking living in the cities or Afrikaans speaking and whites and living by the coast or farmers of any language anywhere. There is no evidence whatsoever, despite more than 10 years of many different people trying to convince you that there is. So let's talk about what's actually going on here. Because it was kind of extraordinary being on Twitter on the day that South Africa presented its case at the International Court of Justice accusing Israel of genocidal acts and genocidal attempt against Palestinians in Gaza. Because of how many accounts accuse South Africa of hypocrisy, saying, very rich coming from you, South Africa, considering the genocide against white people happening within your own borders. Now, admittedly, the vast majority of these accounts were nameless, faceless, with generic names and generic pictures absolutely untethered to any actual human. Most of them had purchased a blue tick. Most of them largely spew bigotry and conspiracy quack on their accounts. But there were so many of them. And these aren't just fringe beliefs anymore. Elon Musk has tweeted a lot about his belief that there is a genocide against white people in South Africa, that there's particularly against white farmers. Mm-hmm. Our newly crowned South African UFC middle champion of the world, C, was on tape in 2020 spouting a lot of this too. So it's time to address all of this. In this episode, we are going to be looking at the stats, the hard data to see whether or not there is targeted killings of farmers and whether or not there is evidence that it's got anything to do with race. We are going to be talking about the allegation from a lot of conspiracy theorists around white genocide that there's a massive cover-up going on and that the nation and the world's media is ignoring the plight of the victims of this alleged white genocide. And finally then, wrapped up in that, we're going to talk about the campaign to try and convince South Africa and the world that there is... At least an attempt at a genocide taking place in this country because it's been going on enough now let's deal with it this is the issue with the allegations i would actually just say the conspiracy of white genocide in south africa this is the issue with dan Corder, because we all know that south africa is a movie welcome to the watch party South Africa is wild and overwhelming. And on this show, we explain, analyze and understand the biggest news stories and issues facing this country every single week. Two episodes of The Issue come out every single week on podcast and also in video form on YouTube. And we also release weekly exclusive episodes of interviews and analysis on Patreon. Go find us there. Lastly, if you're new here and enjoy the episode, it would be so wonderful if you clicked subscribe or follow. It makes a huge difference as we develop the show going forward. Right, let's get into it. As we start, two quick things. Firstly, a very explicit trigger warning. I feel like you don't need it. I mean, you know, I mean, we've started, (laughs) you read the name of the podcast, you've listened to the intro. We're going to be talking about murder. Some of it's going to be extremely triggering. This is your clear trigger warning that this is what's coming. Secondly, very importantly, I must emphasize that every single death that I'm about to talk about is a tragedy and a travesty. I'm not diminishing even a single one and I'm heartbroken by all of them. What we need to do is look at all of the data of farm murders, of farm deaths in South Africa and figure out what they mean, whether or not it gives credible evidence that there's a wider plot going on. But as we look at it, we are not diminishing every individual tragedy of all of these deaths that never should have happened. So when people argue that there's a racially motivated, orchestrated attempt to kill white South Africans, particularly white farmers, they go about it in two ways. Firstly, they say that there is a surge, a wave, a statistically remarkable number of farm murders happening all the time. And secondly, they try to point to evidence that it is racially motivated and they generally talk about the struggle song, Kill the Boer, that Julius Malema loves singing and his EFF party loves chanting. And from that, people try to extrapolate that there is a grand plot that is coming to pass to wipe out, at the very least, white farmers in South Africa, if not a broader genocide. So the people who argue that there are disproportionately high farm murders have to show That there are more farm murders for number of farmers than the average number of people who are killed in South Africa in various walks of life in South Africa. South Africa, amongst all countries in the world, has some of the worst and highest crime levels, particularly of murder. And the people who argue that there is a plot need to show that there is a greater risk of murder, being a farmer, than the national average. So let's look at the data. And consistently the South Africa Police Service has reported that actually since like 2003, every single year there have been between 50 and 100 murders on farms. And if you don't trust SAPS, let's look at the Transvaal Agricultural Union which has also released yearly data on the number of murders on farms for the last 20 years and longer Their numbers are largely the same. In fact, quite often, Saps reports more farm murders than the TAU does. But broadly, the TAU is also reporting that there are between 50 and 100 murders on farms in South Africa every single year. In 2021, the lobby group AfriForum, which has a history of pushing the farm murder narrative, reported that there had been 55 murders on farms and that there were 50 in 2022. Now, combined... And this is tragic, but combined, that contributes less than half a percent of all the murders committed in South Africa in 2021 and 2022. That is an extremely low number. But then, reasonably, Afroforum says, but there are extremely few farmers. We need to look at the percentage murders based on the number of farmers in the country. And I I agree with that. That's actually what we need to be looking at. And this is what Afroforum and others have tried to do in the past. Great example was in 2016-17 where Afroforum pointed out that there were 19,000 murders in South Africa in that statistical year out of nearly 56 million South Africans in total. Which means that there was an average of 34 murders for every 100,000 South Africans. So then Afroforum said, well, there are around 32,000 commercial farmers in South Africa and in the 2016-17 recorded year, there were more than 70 farm murders, which means an estimated farm murder rate of 156 people per 100,000, which is much, much, much more than 34 per 100,000, from which Afroforum and others said, look, it's so much more dangerous to be a farmer, but there were serious problems with this data. Firstly, the 32,000 farmers came from a 2007 census, which took place like 10 years before, so the data was too old, it was unreliable. Secondly, the 2007 census did not include small, non-commercial farms. But some of the murders that Afroforum cited from 2016-17 that were counted in those figures did take place on smaller farms. And had they been left out to match the 2007 census definition of a commercial farmer, the murder rate would have come out much, much lower. And finally, what's the definition included in a farm murder? Because if we instead included the estimated nearly a million people employed in agriculture at the time... Then the farm murder rate would have been just over 9 per 100,000, which is way lower than the South African average. And there's an even bigger problem for AfriForum and all of the organizations and people like it trying to convince us that there is a crisis in South Africa of farmers being murdered. In all of the SAPS data and the data from the other monitoring agricultural unions like the TAU, They include in their data for farm murders any and all murders that took place involving people working on a farm. So if we take the data from 2022 when there were 50 farm murders that year, 38% were of farmers and 20% were of farm workers. So the farm murder numbers aren't even describing how many farmers, like owners and runners of farms, are being killed every year. They're describing anybody working in and on that farm. And more than that, the data doesn't tell us the race of the people who were killed, nor does it tell us the race of the people who killed them. So actually, none of these advocates who are trying to convince you that there's an orchestrated campaign against farm murders, particularly white ones, and it's suggestive of a white genocide, none of them are using data that is reliable. And even if we take the data at face value, ignoring all of its problems, even then... The data does not give us statistically remarkable evidence to show that it's particularly dangerous to be a farmer in South Africa versus being anything else in a country where all of us are under incredible threat of crime all the time. So the data doesn't suggest that South Africa has a particular problem with farmers being murdered, let alone white ones. So the second thing that campaigners for the idea that we have a farm murder crisis and maybe even a white genocide in South Africa say is, oh, but there's evidence that it's racially motivated. Even when, though, once again, the data doesn't suggest that, but like, there's evidence that it's racially motivated. And they in general say, look at Kill the Boer, look at that song that Julius Malema sings and uh, his live rallies of tens of thousands of people chant back. Now, obviously, if in some future a white person, particularly a white farmer, is killed and it is shown that that white person was killed because they were white by a black person and that black person was motivated or influenced by the kill, the Boer Song, totally different conversation. But right now, there is literally no evidence of that whatsoever. And there is certainly no evidence of an organized group of people of color who are strategizing and planning about how to kill all white people in South Africa or enact a genocide. And to be clear, I'm not advocating for or against the Kill the Boer Song. I'm just evaluating the arguments put forward by people who want you to believe that there is a white genocide going on because the Kill the Boer Song. For them to argue that they have to provide evidence of a cause and an effect – And there is just no evidence to suggest that the song has caused an increase in farm murders in South Africa. In fact, farm murders have stayed largely consistent within that 50 to 100 per year bracket since before Malema even left the ANC and formed the EFF. And the murder numbers have stayed consistent year on year, in years when he has sung it and made it a big deal and hasn't sung it and made it a big deal. More than that, there hasn't been a single conviction or a single piece of evidence that has shown that the Kill the Boer" song motivated a murderer to kill a white farmer? There just isn't. And then when you ask, "Do you have any other evidence to show that there's a racially defined plot by black South Africans to kill white South Africans, particularly white farmers en masse?" that's where the conversation ends, because there is no evidence whatsoever. Now, obviously, some white farmers have been murdered by black South Africans. That is absolutely true. I'm not disputing that. But examples like that do not prove a genocide. They do not prove that it was racially motivated or even broadly orchestrated across the country. What is obviously likely in those scenarios is that poverty-stricken people have committed crimes against wealthy people to try and steal their wealth. And that happens all across South Africa in residential areas and in industry and in businesses and in malls. That's just what happens. That's a dynamic of how crime plays out between rich people who are broadly white and poor people who are broadly black in South Africa. And the unfortunate reality of many farms in South Africa is that they exist as the singular employer for poverty-stricken communities nearby. And they are where the wealth is And of course, it is incredibly hard to defend a farm, to put in effective security over vast tracts of land. And of course, many farms are quite isolated because they are far away from, say, saps. And that's why there is a whole massive industry of private security providing protection to farms and to farmers. That is the obvious and reasonable and data sound explanation for why Farmers sometimes get attacked and suffer crime, and in the worst case scenario, are killed. It's got nothing to do with race. There's no evidence that it's an attack based on race, a racial targeting. It's to do with crime and poverty and wealth, which is one of the dominant stories of modern South Africa, wherever you go, whatever you do. So then the conspiracy theories come out real hard. Then people say, oh, but it's a cover-up and the farmers' stories are being suppressed and the data is not reliable because not all the murders are being counted. And they'll say something like, oh, but Dan, you've just used all of this data from the South African Police Service. And that's why I explicitly also included data from the Transvaal Agricultural Union. There is no organization in the country, private, public, not one, that is providing data right now to suggest that there is an exceptional rate of of crime happening against farmers, particularly white farmers. Just doesn't exist. But then the conspiracy theorists get deep and they say, Oh, but you know, this is the ANC owned, ANC run country, and they are covering it all up. And even though Malema has and even though Malema isn't part of the ANC, he really is because he was part of the Youth League, and they're trying to cover up the story so they can quietly, silently kill all the white farmers and perpetuate a genocide against white people across South Africa. And the media is bought off and the media is involved. And here's where I have to very calmly say no. And here's the simple reason why. Because in South Africa, the people with the most voice and the most power are white people. That has always been the case and it remains true. Every media house in South Africa lives and dies by clicks, by attention, by attention. And every media house in South Africa knows that stories of white people suffering crime do very, very well from a traffic and attention perspective. Think about how many awful, terrible crimes are committed where the victims are black and how maybe they'll get reported on briefly, but they have to be so salacious and so scandalous and so tabo-besta level crazy to really get the media fixation and the country's fixation. But stories about white people suffering crime, those sell and those run. And if there was any evidence of a racially motivated broad series of attacks on white South Africans, media houses would run that. They would run that ultra marathon distance and further because those stories would do so well. And also on this whole, the ANC owns the country, they can force the media to cover up the real truth of what is going on. No, absolutely not. We are very blessed in South Africa to have almost an extraordinary level of press and media freedom and free speech. Like it's really remarkable and awesome, actually. We should appreciate it. I think a lot of what I say on my own podcast may not get, like, be accepted or at least brushed off in many other countries in the world, including about the government. And then think about that, how hypercritical the media is of bashing the ANC government, mostly justifiably. Like, the ANC does not have control over the narrative whatsoever in the media. And most of the media organizations in this country are still... Owned by white South Africans. Owned by Afrikaans white South Africans. For those conspiracy theorists who say, oh no, but the English white South Africans are in con- cahoots with the ANC to cover up this awful thing happening against white Afrikaans South Africans. No. Nasper guys. Naspers. It's in the name. If there was any credible suggestion, as of today, the 22nd of January 2024, that there is an orchestrated, racially motivated attempt to kill white people en masse in South Africa, we would know about it. We really, really would know about it. And I think the most obvious proof of my point is how the conspiracy of there being a white genocide in South Africa, particularly against white farmers, has endured over more than a decade now, despite insufficient evidence in any moment to prove that there is actually a genocide going on. So that leads to the final massive part of this story. Let's look at the campaign to try and convince people that there is a white genocide. In other words, what some people are trying to do to make people think that there's something going on. And here's where you get another trigger warning, because I'm about to describe something very awful. Late last year, a South African woman named Nadine de Blanche was murdered. So was her nine-year-old son, Joandre. And her boyfriend at the time of the murder, Freddie Stubbleberg, cried to anybody who had listened that she had been brutally murdered by an axe in the hands of their gardener, a black man named Pardon. And Pardon was arrested on suspicion of the murder of Nadine and her son. And immediately, this story went around the world, because a bunch of Twitter accounts, including one with millions of followers called End Wokeness, tweeted that Nadine and her son had died by an axe murder, and then quoted, Kill the Boer, end quote, is just a song, implying that Nadine and her son, white South Africans, had been killed by a black person And that it was racially motivated. A black person choosing to go out and kill white South Africans because they are white. These tweets went around the world. They got millions and millions of views. They ended up in media echo chambers in America and in Europe. And ended up on outright radio stations and in think pieces. And then, just a few weeks ago, the boyfriend, Freddie, was arrested. On credible evidence, on the suspicion that he had killed Nadine, his then-girlfriend... And her son Joandré. Now, End Wokeness, that Twitter account and a bunch of others have deleted their original tweet that came out nearly three months ago, because Freddie is white. Freddie is a white guy, and suddenly this case is definitely not playing into the narrative that they that they are trying to peddle. But the problem is that the damage has already been done because the news of Freddie Stubbleberg's arrest will not travel around the world in the same way. Because there's not an ecosystem of people in different arenas of the internet motivated to spread that news in the same way that there is an ecosystem of people on the internet who are motivated to peddle news, to build the narrative that there is a white genocide. And so Nadine's tragic murder has been exploited by people who have now been able to string her murder up, her tragic murder up, as a story showing that there is a white genocide and there are black South Africans going around killing white South Africans because they are white. The damage has already been done. But this is such a perfect example of what these conspiracy theorist campaigners are trying to do. As you know, a lie told enough times becomes the truth. And an idea peddled enough times by enough people over a long enough period of time becomes broadly accepted as the norm, particularly on the internet, where when you see something online, if it's got a raft of likes and retweets or, you know, hearts on different social media platforms, your intuition is to accept it and go, okay, like a lot of other people who agree with this, maybe I'm not going to challenge this deeply and maybe I'm not going to look into it. This is something that is just happening. And that is what many different people have been trying to do with this conspiracy theory of farm murders and white genocide in South Africa. And it's not new. This is not new. More than 10 years ago, misinformation was already starting to be spread on YouTube and other online platforms around a potential white genocide and an imminent threat. And people like Afrikaans musician Steve Hofmeyr started to peddle conspiracy theories. More than 10 years ago, people were claiming that a white farmer is killed every five days in South Africa. That has been absolutely thoroughly debunked. And in the last 10 years, farm murder numbers have been dropping. But still, these peddlers of this conspiracy theory continue to work. Conspiracy theorists started traveling to the United States of America to try and convince people with great influence and power, like Fox News anchors, like Tucker Carlson, that there is a white genocide happening and mass killing of white farmers in South Africa, even though there wasn't. And in 2017-2018, far-right figures across the world started to pick up this narrative of this absolute lie of a white genocide in South Africa. In 2017, Anne Coulter tweeted, the only real refugees are white South African farmers facing genocide. In 2018, in March, Tucker Carlson raised the issue of racist land grabs. Also in March 2018, an Australian cabinet minister offered support for white South African farmers. In May 2018, Afroforum toured the United States of America and did an interview with Tucker Carlson. These are many of the same Afroforum leaders who are still there today, like Ernst Rutz. In August 2018, there was a land reform discussion on Fox News with Tucker Carlson. And then President of the United States Donald Trump must have seen that show because he then tweeted about farm murders. And he instructed an official in his administration, Mike Pompeo, to closely study the South African land farm seizures and expropriations and large-scale killings of farmers. And again, seemingly, it's because he watched that segment on Fox News. And the online strategy to try and peddle this conspiracy is actually very sinister. There is a Facebook group called Busting the Myth of White Genocide in South Africa. And they literally do... That work. They try to dispel every single myth that they come across to try and make sure that people are swallowing the truth and not the Kool Aid. And the members of that group, the organizers of that group, have been targeted, seriously targeted. They've received death threats, their addresses have been discovered, their houses have been vandalized. One woman lost her job as the result of anonymous emails sent to her work. And so the administrators of this group have had to become anonymous. There is an active online war of racially motivated disinformation and propaganda. And when anybody tries to speak out against it, they get attacked. They get harassed. This is the actual conflict here. And you know what? They're going to come for me. They're going to come for this show. Of course they are. And I'm not stressed about that. It's going to happen. I know that it's going to happen. But this is how this group of some anonymous and some public people are working together to try and create this hysteria and this fear. (sighs) Sure, that was long and it was a lot. Thank you so much for listening. That is the issue with the conspiracy theory of white genocide and farm murders against white South Africans in South Africa. Thank you again. Let us know what you thought of this episode on all the social medias. And remember that we'll be back in a few days with another episode of The Issue with Dan Corder. And as you know already, it's on all podcast streamers and on YouTube if you want to go and watch us do this thing too. Last reminder, we have a Patreon where every single week subscribers are treated to an exclusive episode of The Issue where we interview big experts on massive issues. It's the deep cut of the real thinking and digging hard into the data of different issues and themes that are facing South Africa. So go check that out. It's just Patreon and it's The Issue with Dan Corder. And your subscription supports this show continuing to grow and to exist, really. Thank you so much for listening. Chat in a few days.